The following is brought to you by Dustin Campbell, Daily Tech News Show, Michael Bolick, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, Will Harris, and Craig. Hello and welcome everybody to the April 2nd edition of Politics, Politics, Politics. My name is Justin Robert Young. As I speak to you, I may or may not be in my new hometown of Austin, Texas. In reality, in, in, in time Right, but uh, uh, I am I'm definitely not there now. This is being recorded while I'm still in Oakland. But we have a great show for you today with all of the time frivolity and the fact that I'm probably pretty sick of driving at this point. We still are behind the wheel for a hell of an episode for you guys. Brian Brushwood joins the show as he helps us go over the finals of our greatest constitutional Amendment bracket. Then we are joined by Jack Allison. He is always one of our favorite guests, and this conversation is absolutely no exception. And with that, It has come to this, the finals of our greatest constitutional amendment bracket. Brian Brushwood, the, 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 the muse, uh, the man who saw this bracket in his head and called me with the idea. Welcome back. Dude, uh, I, I, I'm told that what's his name upon seeing the first atomic bomb quoted i am become death destroyer of worlds and deeply regretted what he had done because uh all of a sudden <laughs> um uh, you realize the complication of like we we're calling it the greatest amendment bracket but what does the word greatest mean the most effective the most transformational the most foundational the most fixable the the uh, the most ethically like uh, uh, all of a sudden uh there was there was a couple of tweets that i feel like we have to address one of which sort of implied that how people voted in a Twitter survey reflected on you and or me personally. And then the other one was, uh, I, I, I guess we'll do this one first. Uh, I said something about the Second Amendment maybe being a stealth Democrat issue. I think what I meant by that was um, that that there, that there are that, more Democrats that have Second Amendment sympathies than Democrats that will talk about having exactly. Second Amendment right, sympathies. Correct, correct. Exactly, exactly. Uh, anyway, so, so, so I, I didn't notice it. So you got crap for that? 
Oh, no, no, no. I, 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 ju- I just saw somebody saying like, um, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just uh, reflecting on, on the two pieces of chatter that, that, that struck me the most, uh, mainly because I was like, what did I mean by stealth Democrat issue? And, 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 and uh, you correctly represented exactly what I meant. I, I almost, I, I, I now I want a way that, that Democrat people who have voted for Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, but are gun owners and believe that they should have the right to own a gun. Like I, I want a secret way that they can communicate with you. Like I want, I want some kind of secret hand gesture or, or just, just so you can know now that you've hung a lantern on this. Cause I do suspect that there is probably like, if you in your heart are like, you know, I don't like school shootings and I'm probably for more gun laws in general, but I am, I, 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 I am in my heart, a second amendment supporter. You would definitely not talk about that online. Well, and, uh, uh, if you were to talk about it online, you would be a unique person. Like let's say an extremely outspoken leftist, uh, Democrat, who was so terrified by the Trump presidency that on your podcast, Harmontown, you would confess that you went out and bought a gun. <laughs> so you might be somebody who has nonstop talked out against the Second Amendment. And then, brother, you might be a gun owner. Yeah, although I don't know. I'm doing a re-listen to Harmontown. He had he had gun-owning sympathies before <laughs> before that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, no, I all right. So here's here's what it, here's what's gonna happen. If you are, if you meet this criteria. You have voted for Joe Biden. You have voted for Hillary Clinton, one or both, right? And uh, you are a registered Democrat. You normally vote Democrat. You secretly, secretly have Second Amendment tendencies. Theyoungamerican at gmail.com. Write it anonymously. Find a burner or trust me to keep you anonymous. But but I, I will represent that next week on the show uh, because I do think that they exist. Uh, you know what? If you want to be a little more public, if, if you fit that category, just, just tweet either one of us at Schwood or at Justin R. Young and just say, my favorite MCU character is blank. It doesn't matter whatever it is. All right. So that, yeah, there we go. That, that that's, that, that's the way you could do it. Just name your favorite MCU character to either at Schwood or at Justin R. Young. Uh, all right, Brian, when you had this idea in your head, when you thought about the idea of all of the amendments clashing in a bracket, what did you believe the finalists would be? Um, I believe the finalist would be me with my head on the guillotine being responsible for decisions other people have made. And I'm proud to report here we are, my friend. <laughs> but no, I mean, so you, you expected the First Amendment to make the run, right? Um, I, I think canonically, uh, we all celebrate it. We all understand that there truly is something special because the First Amendment has is kind of a, you know, that triple threat where it's the right to assembly, the right to believe in whatever God you want, the right to say, speak your mind or whatever. And that's part of the thing like that I'm going through talking with my my teenage daughter who's about to be a vote, voting age. And we have to consider like um, it's uh, when I and this is me. This is the misty eyed libertarian. This is uh, some, somebody who believes that there are so-called inalienable rights or whatever. When 
when people throw out um, uh, healthcare is a right, I think to myself, dumb thoughts that will get me in trouble that I would never post in public, but I will say on your show, stuff like, well, I have a right to speak my mind. I have a right to believe in whatever God I choose. I, I have a right to protect my family. If I fall over and break my leg, do I have a right to demand the rest of the village, you know, take care of me and lift me out of this hole? Um, that 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 gets a little trickier or whatever. And 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 I suppose, I suppose maybe maybe not consciously, but at some level, I mean, what I assume you're alluding to, and I have not looked at the numbers, is I assume our finals is Amendment One versus Amendment Two. I get, yeah, that, 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 that is where I'm going is that, did you expect this was going to go chalk and it would be one versus two at the end? I did not. I did not. I, I genuinely thought, and, and part, part of me still holds out hope that in a sideways universe, if the seeds were planted differently, things would have rolled out differently. Like I, I did find it really weird how, um, resoundingly, uh, the 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 vote based on color versus sex uh, was an early defeat early on. That that really surprised me. But then again, per that tweet, you know maybe that's an artifact of the demographic or you know. Uh, but 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 I do know I do know this much that any poll anywhere that says uh, let me put it this way when when I do smoke cigarettes, aka go on Facebook, and I do see an ad that is trying to troll me into action it usually is asking me do you believe in gun rights uh, yeah. because that is a very quick way to get people to action and so um i would be interested to maybe when we have a winner do an autopsy on which were the most participated in polls the results are in uh now granted uh, all the first amendment ones have been blowouts they've been blowouts early but uh, and and the Second Amendment ones have been controversial, including this last one where where the Sixth Amendment, the lowest seed, uh, really gave it a run for its money up to like 48 hours left to go. It was it was a like 52, 48 uh, uh, a split. And then the Second Amendment pulled away like is 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 number six all all rights uh, reserved for the citizens. I, I don't know, man. That, that, that's oh, that's okay. last week. Sorry, sorry, that's sorry. last week. <laughs> Pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to run a tournament here. <laughs> uh, right. uh, we all know what the headliners are. So so that's that's really what I, 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 I would suspect that that would have been the final. Like, I, I don't know what else I would have thought that was as, that has the name recognition that those two have. Well, and they're also they're not only foundational but practical, and also uh, well, they're vital. You- they're vital. Like I, I, no matter what, I mean, and 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 you you pointed out and you pointed out week after week that like greatest is not exactly any kind of hard uh, uh, scientific rigorous uh, standard that you can measure these things by, and and this is about what you believe. The the, the it, everything is subjective to the user. Um, that being said, I don't know if we spend our time in our modern politics talking about amendments more than the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. Like they are do, very do, much a part of our modern world. Do you think that, and this is 
overly reductionist, and this is not something I believe. But uh, in terms of trying to psychoanalyze the national gestalt, do you think there's something to the idea that that if we're going to have a face-off between Amendment 1 and Amendment 2, we're really having a discussion about talk, 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 words, 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 versus actions when it comes to controlling the government. Because Amendment 1 is we can all gather together in big old peaceful crowds and shout, shout, shout that we don't like what our government is doing. And Amendment 2 is really in the sub sub-level, like, hey, man, at the end of the day, uh, you you pass whatever laws you want, but but if, if but if we truly don't like them, we're going to take action, whatever action means. Uh, and I guess I'm thinking, uh, of, of, you know, earlier this year, as I say that. Well, yeah, I, I I don't I don't I don't know what I don't know quite what you're what you're referring to there. What is earlier oh, no, this no, no. year? I, I, I'm just I'm just wondering if I think we all have an attraction oh, 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 to simplify. Oh, 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 oh the, the capital, the capital thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. There, there, yeah. Was, there was a little thing called the insurrection at the United States Capitol. Yeah. I understand why you would miss it. You're moving to Austin. Well, no, I, I just don't. I didn't know whether you were talking about. I mean, there's been a lot of civil unrest over the past calendar year. So so I was I was just trying to qualify fair specifically. Enough, enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, 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 yeah. And, and I don't quite. Obviously, that is the duality. Nothing is more, I guess, this is really, to me, how to break down this matchup. The First Amendment is the most vital gift of, like, the founding fathers to our modern world, right? It is something that is still a feature in our modern international landscape. We pointed out that through the uh, uh, duration of, of us having these weekly chats, there was a moment in which the the united kingdom had a governmental office reviewing british press outlets republishing things that american press outlets had run about the royal family like so they do not have freedom of the press in a way that we do that's an example that happened now right so and, nothing and is even, more vital than the first amendment even in an extra governmental way there is a discussion happening now about, well, how much speech is too much free speech? Sure. Yeah. You know, like I'm watching the HBO Max uh, uh, docu-series on QAnon and the the below, like they haven't said it yet, but but the below the surface stuff is like, should people really be allowed to speak this freely? And and it's like, that's, you know, I don't know. To, to, these are, to these are vital the issues, I think, is, 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 is all we're trying to draw a circle around. Meanwhile... There is no more controversial amendment than the Second Amendment. The people that love it have defined at their most extreme their personalities around it. Uh, the people that hate it believe it is a cancer on our society. That it is that it is in in many ways kind of the original sin of America. Like like that that it's very rare that you have something that is that old that is that controversial. I hesitate to confess this publicly, but um, I, I am not in the studio. Uh, I, I ran off to another area, uh, area of the property, but literally as I say these words, I am touching a shotgun. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
I, I, and I, and I don't think I'm doing anything wrong right now. And in fact, if, 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 if a bunch of deer, you know, eh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, Justin. I, I, I'm, I'm terrified to take a side on this. And, and I think that's the purpose for the bracket is that we don't have to take a side. We just have to do our best to listen and understand what other people think. Yeah. Oh, I just got to hit publish. I don't even have to remember the amendments that lost last week. Like we don't even have to do that. We're just, we're just, we're just rolling the ball out there and seeing what happens. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, I think this was inevitable and I'm very excited to see what happens because, uh, I think that there is a, a, a world in which the first amendment wins and, and this is, an exercise in civics, right? We all learned a little lesson uh, and, and we can take that with us. It, I'll see you next March. And then there's a world where the second amendment wins. And I, I, I think that in that case, the people that would support the first amendment are going to be annoyed and upset, mostly because if the controversial thing loses, then that's that. If the controversial thing wins, wins, yeah, it's no, a we've already story. seen that. We we had four years of that, yeah, exactly. The controversial thing won. Uh, 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 so so, yeah. so here's the moment. Here's the moment that I realize that five weeks ago, when I said, "You know, it'd be a crazy idea," uh, I now realize that one Justin Robert Young instantly knew this was how it ended and said, yes, Brian, loan me this. <laughs> well, Let us you know, go on I, this journey. <laughs> it's not that I instantly knew because I, I, I had curiosity like you did on, on, well, you know, what, what do we, we're in a very peculiar place online. Right. And that's where this, I mean, let, let me also point this out uh, uh, for people who are like, Oh, this amendment won and this amendment lost. Uh, uh, this says so much about your audience. The vast majority of our audience, based on how many people have voted, and this is something that we can tell, did not vote. So it's kind of like actual society. <laughs> like the, the vast <laughs> majority of people didn't vote. Uh, uh, this is our extremely online audience. This is our Twitter audience. And we do. As a matter of fact, it, it wouldn't be inaccurate to rephrase greatest as which of these amendments are you most likely to stand up and shout about? I mean, in, in, in a practical way, yeah, which, which are you willing to get into a Twitter flame war about? And no matter what, you can have your uh, uh, beliefs or, or you can attach elements of our modern conversations about identity and class and sex and gender and race. You can apply those to all these other amendments, but none of them have the track record and the pedigree of online flame wars like the First Amendment and the second amendment. And so in that, in that idea, it, it was fait accompli. Like no <laughs> other amendment has the track record. No other amendment has the, the, the status that those two do. One last thought. This is one of those rare cases uh, where truly, even if you reduce everything to a duality, both sides feel like they're under attack. And I can't deny that either of them is. Mm. Folks, you log on to PX3 tweets 
when you hear this on Friday, we'll leave this one up for a little bit longer. The last, uh, the standard, well, no, no, no. Let's keep it standard. Four days is when it will run. So it'll run through the weekend and uh, in, into Tuesday. At that point, we will crown the greatest constitutional amendment. And here's all I want. I want everybody to understand that I'm taking zero responsibility for the results. Like, I'm just letting you know right now, this is on you guys and not me and not this podcast. So if, if you want to complain about the results, then you better vote. That's all I'm saying. Uh, okay. Also, as the guy who confessed to be touching a shotgun as he talked on, with you on this interview, let me just explain. I wish I was touching a tank. <laughs> uh, uh but but look i i i think i mean also you're you you have probably I mean, being, being lived out as, rural, as as I much mean, of in a rural texas it's a little bit different well but beyond whatever your thoughts about the second amendment is i, I think that you probably like like among my friends you're probably the most conscious of your 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 first amendment rights as well uh, by, by, by virtue of being somebody on Twitter, I am very conscious of my first amendment rights. I mean, yeah. Let, let me just say like, if you were, if, if you went to a country that did not have enshrined exactly the rights that, 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 that we have in America, uh, I feel like you would probably run into, uh, complaints and grumblings about the first before you would the second. Does oh, that that's, make sense? A, that's an that's an interesting thought experiment. So imagine this. Um, I'm going to drop you in the middle of Sudan um, or 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 uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Somalia or wherever. Well, uh, I don't know. I feel like those 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 are not the examples that I was going for. I, 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 okay. I was I was going for like a Western European democracy. Well, I, I suppose that's it. Like drop yourself somewhere that's not here and ask yourself, would you rather have diplomatic immunity to say whatever you want or a gun because a gun won't be very useful on the streets of london uh, in fact it'll get you shot real fast whereas a gun will maybe save your life if you're in uh, you know myanmar or whatever maybe maybe uh, uh uh i'll tell you what i'm i'm, I'm curious Folks, head on over there. Head on over to Twitter, twitter.com slash px3tweets. And if you want to engage in the conversation, you can hit Justin R. Young and at Schwood, S-H-W-O-O-D. There is no C in Schwood. There is no C in Schwood. So you can get it going. Brian, any predictions? Uh, my prediction is that you will move to Austin and, and, and good news. I've got a shotgun. <laughs> fun, fun fact. I'll be in Austin when these go live. I will, I will probably be posting my, uh, I, I will be posting these from Austin, uh, because I will have, I will have just arrived, but, uh, spoiler alert. We we're actually recording this before the polls have even closed on the last round. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, uh, if if for whatever reason there's a massive swing at the very very end, then uh, Brian and I will have to re-record this. But I hope uh, we don't because I'm very lazy and I will have just driven three days across the country. Brian, yeah, thank you so much. You're so lazy that you drove three days across the country. That's how lazy he is, folks. Politics, politics. 
man. One versus two. I, I guess we should have suspected that one versus two was going to be the way that this broke down, but whew, these are high stakes. These are high stakes because you'd imagine that one is the uh, uh, one is the, the, the prohibitive. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, look, thank you guys for uh, uh, bearing with me for these two episodes on the main feed over uh, uh, this week. Moving the physical moving of driving, you know, through three time zones and multiple states, putting together a, a you know, cross country road trip in three days. It, it's a lot. And, and I appreciate you guys enjoying it. But if you were on the three dollar level at TakePoliticsSeriously.com, then you did get two episodes covering current news. Nothing that's happening here is going to cover current news because most of it was recorded about a week ago. But I did. I did cover current news on the exclusive Patreon uh, uh, feed because those are the guys that keep the show going. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who has continued to support us on that uh, uh, that level. So head on over to TakePoliticsSeriously.com and... uh, and and get get the exclusive PX3 extras. We talked about Cuomo's deadbeat dad summer a little bit more. The fact that he's throwing vaccines out like candy along with joints and weed. Right? We talked about uh, uh, some of the COVID news. Some of the lab leak stuff that came out from uh, a CDC, former CDC director Redfield. A lot of information. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. I can't stop saying thank you. They call me Mr. Thank You. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. $3 level and above gets you the exclusive content as well as an exclusive RSS feed that you can put into the podcatcher of your choice. Never worry about your username or password or signing in or having anything expire. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Welcome back to the show, Jack. I am glad to be here. And, you know, I know we're, we're on now, but I forgot to ask if you need me to record on my side. <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, okay, it's good. fine. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for offering, though. That's a little peek behind the curtain, folks. <laughs> That's how the podcasting sauce. I'll made. tell you what, there has been more than one time where you get to the end of one of these and someone's like, just send it to me. And I'm like, oh, no. Ooh, about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I have to say that um, Twitter's a poorer place for me without you on it. Uh, well, so, I appreciate so that. I, I want to, I, I want to uh, uh, just just get that out there and and ask you this simple question: Is there any withdrawal to the high stakes uh, world of political Twitter that you are 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 experiencing? Well, look, I, you know, still see the news. You know what I mean? Like I do a morning show every day and the news is mostly um, embedded tweets 
And so I still see all the tweets. You know what I mean? I'm still on like Discord and I see all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, I, I really have to tell you, Justin, that I, I swear it. I feel like no one is doing anything on that website. Like I get it. <laughs> They're not. I, I, I know that like I and I am saying this as someone who did feel like I, that there was some, you know, purpose in being on there or that you were convincing people or something. But I swear it's just, you know, a, a, a conduit to waste energy. You know what I mean? Like you can yell and yell and yell into the website and it just doesn't mean anything. You're not changing anyone's minds. You're not like it's all. And, and that's all good. Like, I actually do think it's all good to get mad online yeah. and post angry online. But if if you think that it matters in any way because there are like media people on the same you know message board as you, it just truly doesn't. You know what I mean? Oh, and my like, God. Yeah. I mean, th this is the biggest thing. The yeah. reason why I I think. Twitter exists. And it's part of the reason why I enjoyed you on Twitter because you just kind of looked at it as a flaming hell sure. site. And it's like, well, look, my, my job is to bring pain to my enemies <laughs> and I will, I will do so in, in, in the best way I know how uh, right. the, the reason why I've, I've come to understand that it exists. And this is coming from the perspective of somebody who came from the media and went to the same journalism mm -hmm. schools that, you know, a lot of these people went to and, and, uh, stuff like that and being in that world, being a journalist is very lonely and sucks because mm -hmm. everybody hates you in general. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is like elemental. This is beyond, you know, uh, Trump or, or, or any president or any, like, you know, cultural thing. It, I think it boils down to the fact that everyone loves gossip, but nobody likes right. a gossiper. Right. Like right. It is, it is that simple schoolyard thing, except on Twitter where all the journalists in the world are where they can make each other feel good by right. retweeting and liking each other's tweets. And also just by literally being like bestowed uh, a, a, like an image of a check mark, you know, by like a website. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, there's a it's a there's a kind it's you're right. I think that it is like a way to make journalists feel like the cool kids at school or something like that. And it is like, you know. Uh, and that's kind of its only function, you know, yes. um, and I think that there's a lot of people, you know, on the left and and otherwise, you know what I mean? That kind of feel that posting is in some way like action. And even I myself, you know, was like, um, I can you can rub liberals noses in it and maybe they'll see like reality or something. But. I don't think that that is what's happening on there. You know what I mean? Well, I just yeah, okay, don't so let me let me that. ask you this then. So when was there an element of, of of proselytization for you if I could get that out of my mouth? But like like was there an element of you trying to show the the the, the good word to people or or was I mean, it look, just like no, you guys are so annoying. I want to be annoying to you if just so you can hear the feedback. It's like a part of me, you know, because I came out of Hollywood, you know yeah. what I mean? And a big reason why I didn't want to be in Hollywood anymore is because like and there's many reasons. There's so many reasons. I shouldn't point this as a sole reason, but it was very annoying being around rich liberals during the 2016 election. You know yeah. what I mean? And so like early on, 
you know, I am not proselytizing or trying to say the good word, but I am thinking that I'm like rubbing people's noses in it and like, you know, showing at least people that like were sort of in the world that I was like the heightened contradictions of like, you know, modern America. And maybe people will like see these heightened contradictions and it'll like snap them out of, you know, complacency or something like that. Gotcha. Um, you know, I, 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 and I do that, you know, conscious and cognizant of what the website is, which is blood sport. I mean, there's a reason why <laughs> Trump became the president off of Twitter. You know what I mean? Like he used, and, it, and he used it correctly. Like he has like if, a if, gossip if there, yeah. and, you know, with short, you know, and people don't like to hear this, but Trump is a good writer for like what the medium was. You know what I mean? Like this oh, is he, like this weird old guy writing little gossip jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like this is a guy who understood, you know, the sort of directness, uh, maybe a little bit of anger and a little bit of funniness like really goes a long way and will get you all over the place on this website. I mean, you the, know? Yeah, the reason why and I, I did it in the, in the Raise the Dead podcast they did about. The, the 1960 election. But the reason why I kind of began to really crystallize that, like the comparison for Trump and Twitter was Kennedy and the television is because when mm -hmm. you read the contemporary reviews of the first Kennedy debate, they were like horrified that like, Oh, it's everything's so simple. And he comes off right. like a, like an immature, you know, frat boy and, and none of these ideas have depth and he's getting out debated. And the next thing you know, you find out, oh, my God, it's the most, you know, lauded thing of all time. And people love right. him. It's like, oh, no, because he got that television is for dum-dums like it's the new it's the new thing and he yeah. had like a, a sort of like hyper awareness of like what worked there and also he just was a good-looking guy you know what i mean it's well, like yeah. there's and, that element too you know and, and which I is just like right place right time like also, trump happened to be a celebrity on twitter and they were trying to get all the celebrities online around when this was all going on and i think that part of it is also that we have this idea of you've got to be a genius if you nail this Right. Mm -hmm. Like if, 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 if we say, and I'm sure there's people listening to this right now, like, oh, Trump's not a good writer, like Trump's mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it, that doesn't, we're not saying he's the smartest guy on the planet. We're no. not saying he's Thoreau, right? Like no, it's, no, no, no. it's, it's just sometimes the man meets the moment. There's no like, morality like, to it. Is, yeah. And, and it's not even like a judgment of, of character or intelligence or anything. I think Trump is a truly dumb idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's also plenty of like television and movie writers and stuff who I think are dodo brains that like have written very good television shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not really like a value judgment. I, it's just simply saying, you know, that like Trump very well understood the medium of Twitter, whether that was like, you know, just uh, out of, you know, whether that was just like by like just uh, like gut instinct or whether it's because he like I, I in fact, I would I will say it was gut instinct. I don't think that this is like someone who like sat there and analyzed Twitter and was like, what would work best on this format? No, I think he's just someone who like kind of for his entire life has known how to play the media and play gossip, you know, and get on the phone all day. And like this just happened to be like the ultimate form of what Trump like loved to do all day, every day anyway. I mean, the, the thing I've said before, I'll say again, the, there was a moment where I was listening to like a local sports talk radio show from South Florida 
And they were debating and put it out on a poll to their audience whether or not they should have a pre-politics Donald Trump on the show because they'd had him on so often. And the vote came back, no. But like, <laughs> like it's like, like that's how much that dude understands like, all right, just get your name out there. And I think that that's the only thing. Now, let, let, let's fold this into something that is a, a, a modern story here. The idea that he is going to start his own Twitter clone, Brad Parscale, who was yeah. famous within his campaign for uh, stealing money, I think is the, <laughs> the easiest yeah. way to put it, is going to, and I can't wait to see what, like crappy off the rack clone they're gonna they're gonna you know slap his name on but like this this is outside of his wheelhouse he doesn't create he 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 kind of co-ops and and at times destroys like this is doomed to (laughs) failure right well listen i'm like uh, you just need a user base you know what i mean like i I feel like it's doomed to failure in the sense that it will definitely be an absolute piece of where like it will get hacked all the time and everyone's but like private information is not going to be safe and everything like that. But if you're asking me that like if whether Trump can like make a website that he can spin as being successful because there's like 5 million Americans that post on it or something like that, you know what I mean? Like I just don't know. Like Twitter is such a dumb website even to begin with. You know what I mean? Like Twitter, Twitter is not even real. Like what is success on the internet? You know what I mean? Like really the only successful website is like Amazon and like, you know, Google really is running off the, these fumes of, uh, uh, of AdSense and all this kind of stuff. And I think that that could fall apart, but you know, as far as like offering tangible things, Amazon is the only really super successful website. And that's cause they run the whole backbone of the internet and deliver physical things to people. So it's yeah. like, I don't know, like, is it doomed to failure? Like, I think it will fail in the sense that it will go down a lot and that people like who are liberals will have plenty to laugh at about Trump's social media service. But I also think that that Trump will like be well within his rights to go on television and be like, it is a gigantic success. We have like taken back the media and we're no longer deplatforming people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just it's hard for me to say, like, you know, if he sets up a PHPBB and gets a lot of people posting on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he was the president. He can definitely get some people to post on a website. I guess you've just kind of painted this picture in my head that that also does create the next wave. Like the people that are banned from right. Trump Twitter are going to be like, <laughs> like the, the, like they're, it'll be like, like, you know, if it's not Nick Fuentes or some, one right. of those guys, like it'll be somebody else that's new and, it, and it'll be like, you know, cause you can't be the boss and always be the good guy. Like, I mean, uh, you know, Trump is doing, making the, uh, uh, what I think is the biggest error that Trump is doing here is that he has turned himself from someone who is complaining about the mods. And that is always the hero in any internet story. Yes. The mods are annoying. And he's turned himself into the mod. You know yes, what I mean? Like, yes. this is a, such a foolish thing to do. Like, it's so easy to rail against the mods, but becoming the mod, like, that is truly one of these, like, the dog has caught the car moments for me. You know what I mean? Because, yes. but in some ways, I will tell you that I am a an advocate for and I'm uh, I like the Adam I would like to re-atomize the internet and I don't like that we're all just all forced into like three websites and I do think it's maybe not the best thing like I like the old internet where you'd have to go to enthusiast websites and yeah. maybe you'd be posting alongside a Nazi but you don't know because you're not on a Nazi website you're both for them just to talk talking about, about- 
mint condition transformers yeah exactly like you're on the comic book website and it's like i don't know like i think that part of this what's happened you know on the internet with radicalizing people has been because there's like a move to centralize all conversation onto like three websites and so you just click someone's username and if you're chatting with someone about transformers you click through and it's about the 14 words you know what i mean yeah, like yeah i don't i don't know like and that and that's even you know if you're willing and i don't i don't know how i actually don't know how i feel about this it's like what what radicalization is natural and it's just because of sort of like the currents of history in America and what was already there and what has happened because of, you know, online and social media and stuff. I don't really know where like one, where one half ends and the other begins. You know what I I'm am, saying? I am, like, I am bearish on the idea that things have gone faster. Yeah, I, I, I actually am too. And I, and I, I think it kind of veers into the kind of Russia won the election with Facebook yeah. memes and stuff like that. It's like, I, and in some ways, I think it's like a cope. It's a cope to think like, oh, there wasn't like hardcore right wing white nationalism in a country that created the Ku Klux Klan and where we had slavery 150 years ago, you know? Oh, God. Yeah. I think the one big thing now is we have receipts. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, again, to go back to, 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 to the 60s, it's like when you had the John Birch Society talking stuff that was wilder than what they're saying in these Q drops, it's like right. they just didn't have receipts for it then. Like, yeah. you just like unless there wasn't a, 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 a census taker that was going to John Birch Society meetings and counting everybody and then right. re recording their words and immediately mailing it out to everybody in their town. Like we have that yeah. now. That's just the, yeah. that that's that's that is the but default. Then, but then I honestly think that, you know, if we're talking about things that have accelerated you know, or in any way have made people sort of more emboldened um, in their um, like extreme views. I would say more than anything, it was the D and D and anonymization of the Internet. I think mm. Facebook had this idea that if we and you and Google, too, that if we get people to use their real names, like they won't post racist anymore. I think that it was the opposite, that it was like, oh, I'm posting racist. <laughs> online with my real name i might as well get out in the world with it now you know what i mean like yeah whereas before this might it was like my hidden secret shame now everybody is posting their racist and whatever extreme like just on their facebook groups with their real name i'm actually with you in that i think there is the the trend would be more balkanization of the internet because like yeah. you know the 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 thing for people of our generation was that the internet represented unlimited space. And we were like fascinated by it. So the reason why Gmail took off was because they, the promise to us that like, Oh, never delete an email right. again. Like we were just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Now we never have to delete a photo. We never have to do this. And then the generation after us was like that was already an established thing. Okay. Well, the internet is a thing with unlimited space. Cool. How can I have, how can I limit my own space? How can I mm -hmm. partition it? How can Snapchat delete my stuff? So, so it's like, they never really knew the, 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 the before world of like, Oh, I go to six websites every yeah. day. And, and each, if I want an email, I have to like buy a domain at GoDaddy <laughs> yeah. and like get it set up at HostGator or whatever. And then I have to constantly be watching if I hit 25 megabytes on my email or I'll get charged an overdraft fee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like they, the, the, the idea of you want to know what? Let's maybe go 
let's separate these things a little bit more, which of course will be fought against by, you know, all the, the, the sites that are massive because they are the central gathering point. They are you know, the, right. the Facebooks and Twitter and everything. But, but I do, you know, I, I, I wonder about this idea of, of like, we need to make sure, like, there seems to be this very odd push and pull of like, okay, we need to, we need to make sure that we keep this speech out of here and we need to, we need to make sure that radicalization doesn't happen. So we're going to ban these people like good. And it, it it's like the cartoon slapping their hands together because the job's done. And then next thing you know, yeah. it's like, you know, Oh, it, it just popped up somewhere else. And now I mean, again, it's like, no one is changing their like core beliefs because they got a ban from a mod online. <laughs> if anything, like, and I, again, I hate the mods. I've hated all mods forever. You know, yeah. it's like, you will just get more mad at the mods all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I, again, like, there's a kind of thing I think with maybe coastal liberals where they're like, you know, what I want to have happen here is I don't want to see it anymore. You know what I mean? Like we banned Trump and that means Trump doesn't like exist anymore. I'm like, I, you know, like again, like the kind of fa Russia won the election by doing all these Facebook posts. And I'm like, I don't know, like maybe they convinced some people with some posts, but you have to have people already like ready, willing and able. I mean, if anybody believed any of the like extreme posts that Russia did on Facebook about Hillary, it's because everybody already hated Hillary. Yeah, was, like, because she was a really unlikable person. Exactly. And it's like, you know, so it's like there's there there's fertile ground for all this stuff. And I don't know. I, I think that maybe it's the sort of natural endpoint of conservative politics that it got to, you know, sort of proto fascism. And it's also the natural endpoint of what's been going on with democratic centrism um, and sort of their like abandonment of working people that there's now also this like um, extreme left faction. Like it just feels natural to me that it got to this point. Well, let's let's get into some of the the uh, legislative uh, state of play here. Uh, the $15 minimum wage uh, was a no go because the newly minted most powerful people in Washington are Kirsten Cinema and uh -huh. Joe Manchin. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, the Biden administration's uh, victory lap on said COVID-19 relief bill was cut short because uh, they now have a crisis on the border that they have uh, a full disclosure. This is being recorded uh, uh, about a week before it airs. So uh, Kamala Harris has just been named the so new the wall czar. might have been built by the time you hear this. Yeah, know. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like today they reversed the decision to to you know trump was giving money to a bunch of these central american countries to stop people from coming biden stopped it now he reversed it but but do you think that that's where this is going is that it, I, it'll just well, be I mean, like listen like if you look at the rhetoric about the border you know um everything the biden administration this guy mayorkas is going on all the the news shows biden is posting out the like from the you know there was like a post today from like the uh the the uh, consul or whatever from haiti that is basically just the messaging is the border is closed like, do not come. The border is closed. Um, and, you know, I can reckon not recognize that we are no longer, you know, purposely separating families uh, at the border. And that, of course, um, is a good thing. Uh, but I, I don't really see a huge difference, you know, between uh 
you know, the, the messaging on the border uh, from the Biden administration and the Trump administration, you know, and we're seeing a lot of the conditions have remained the same, like ICE um, and CBP have all of the same agents working for them, you know, and they've switched out to a new appointee, but it doesn't seem that um, he has all that much urgency to, as was shouted a lot during the election, get like kids out of cages, you know, and the thing that's most dispiriting uh, and stomach turning to me, honestly, is to watch Biden liberals like turn into Trump people over this, you know, now, you know, what I see a lot from liberals is like, well, what should be, what, what would you do about it? And like, what are they supposed to do with them? Just like <laughs> let them out on the street and all this stuff. And I'm like, weren't you literally the people screaming like kids in cages, concentration like, camps and, you know, like, and, and I do think that they're concentration camps, you know what I mean? It's like, these are people that are like, and listen, that's a charged term. I don't, I'm not saying that they are Nazi death camps. Uh, uh, when I say that, uh, but concentration camps are used to like put people uh, of a certain nationality uh, or political prisoners for reasons of national security um, into uh, uh, camps. You know what I mean? And so like I I think it was at I think it was accurate to call them concentration camps uh, during the Trump administration. And I think that these same camps run by the same people. Um, should still be called concentration camps during the Biden administration. You know, there was an article a week ago that really was appalling to me, um, which was that they're opening a, a center in Dallas and the Biden administration is calling this a decompression center. Uh, and to me, this is like truly galling newspeak. It is literally like somebody at the administration took like the word concentration and what it, and is like, what is the dictionary antonym of the word concentration? Concentration. Exactly. I'm yeah. like, this is driving me insane. That they're like, they're like that they have gotten to the point where they're like, well, what's the literal opposite of a concentration camp, a decompression center, you know? Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's dispiriting and it's a uh, uh, stomach turning and it's always horrendous to see the, uh, the photos from what's going on at the border. Um, and yeah, um, I think that if anything, in some ways, listen, I'm not an accelerationist, but uh, you could certainly make that argument if you listen to me sometimes. <laughs> um, I think that under Trump, you know, Liberals, I thought, were annoying and misguided. Like, for example, I didn't think that the police pro the police, um, you know, uh, the police approved protests with pussy hats or whatever. I don't think that was actually going to, like, affect anything to do, you know, with uh, the situation on the border. But at least liberals were, like, mad about it then. You know what I mean? That's the thing that's so dispiriting is that it's like liberals are not mad about this stuff anymore. And it shows that this is all just American Idol. This is just like, you know, now that a guy now that the American Idol winner is the one that they wanted, it doesn't matter anymore. I guess that was that would like it is the logical endpoint for this, like Jimmy Fallon making uh, funny jokes, like doing slow jam the news with the, you know, Biden joking about how he's going to build a border wall. <laughs> like, I mean, is, to be fair, to be fair, um, it would be Kamala. Biden's not going to do the slow jam. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Good point. And in fact, today there was news today, you know, um, that Kamala Harris is being put in charge of. And this is Biden's words uh, stemming the tide at the border. Oh, no, uh, she's she's now. And, and I can't decide whether or 
not that's an anointment or a punishment. I think it's a I think I don't know if it's a punishment, but I do think it really if you're someone who like believes in Kamala Harris's political future, I think this is not a good thing for that. No. Right. That's what I think. It's like it's like this is not I mean, a there's there's no easy without comprehensive immigration reform, which we're not going to get like this problem is going to stay a problem. I don't care what you think the the solutions are supposed to be like like we just have. And we have had for decades a massive problem, and it's only exacerbated by the fact that there was a global pandemic that has wrecked the world economy, right? Like people are going well, to come into America. And, and frankly, also, you know, the fact that like under that Biden ran on like we are going to have more humane immigration. Yeah. Um, so people were like, Biden won. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, what was the plan to have that more humane immigration? Now that the situation has led to like people are showing up, he's like, uh, never mind. Stop showing up. <laughs> well, that's, you know, the, the, the thing that I've kind of had in my head is that every time there's a like, the border is closed. It's illegal to cross the border. Stop coming. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, like that's like old enough to remember that was Pat Buchanan's cue card. Like that is like, that's literally the, 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 the point of view of, the people that we have that we have discussed uh, as the most hardline border hawks of our political uh, spectrum, right. and it's like it's like I, I I just I just always fill it in my own head. Like whenever that's the headline, I just kind of put the prefix of like in a stunning dog whistle to white nationalists. <laughs> like, I mean, also you know I would have to say that I'm like <laughs> like. Uh... What is the natural endpoint of the border is closed? Do not come to the border. Okay, people keep showing up. Then what happens? You know what I mean? Like it that you're like three steps away from. Well, we need a wall. Now it's time for a wall. We need a wall, and they keep coming in. Yeah. Well, I said you know, and that's the thing is that I guess the other way to go is just like all right. So you have sparse enforcement because the problem that they have now is that they're they're catching these kids. And for those of you who are not. Uh, up on it. The problem, and this is how the Biden administration is defining it. So this is not even a controversial thing, uh, is they are no longer separating families. They're turning away families. They are turning away single people. They are not turning away kids, but combine that with the fact that there is this like, Oh, more humane to the border. And, and they think Biden is going to be different than Trump on the border. That means that a lot of these kids are coming in, by themselves like families are telling their kid right you go and so they're catching these kids but i guess like maybe the the solution is just not catch them like i mean listen like you know i i'm i I, and first of all i wasn't elected on like i'm going to fix the problem there you know what i mean i wasn't elected on like trump what trump is doing is inhumane and so i don't necessarily like have to have a solution to think that this is i'm fully here to say to protect the rights of chattering podcast idiots like that is that is uh, <laughs> i'm sorry you said, can from my cold dead know, hands please go I, ahead with that said i think a lot of what's happening here is these kids are getting held at you know detainment centers and whether or not they've been euphemistically renamed or not yeah um for extended periods of time obviously there is a pandemic going on and you know they have to be first of all uh, um put into quarantine and then if they do have a phone number for someone they have to like do a full background check on the person that they have like the phone number for and i don't know like i think maybe I, and again i don't have the 
solutions, but I'm like, maybe get get them quicker to the person whose phone number they have. You know what I mean? Like maybe it doesn't have to be a such a huge bureaucratic, you know, ordeal that takes, you know, 45 days or something. And in the meantime, they're like in prison. You know what I mean? I like if you're looking for a more humane way, like a lot of the kids are arriving with like a phone number for someone to call, like perhaps call that person and see if they can come down and do a quick check to see that they're okay, but not 45 days worth, you know? I mean, but that's that, that just gets into the, bureauc- the 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 bureaucracy problem, right? Yes, is that it's yes. like that's the, the 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 crazy thing about this situation is that the campaign was let's get these kids out of cages, and then they created a system for which they now have a massive amount of kids that they have to put in places well, that are like comically you know, thinly veiled, not, not cages. Right. Yeah. It's like, that's like, it's my, 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 my favorite thing is like, it's like, Oh, you know, like these aren't cages. It's like, well, look, just cause the X-Men put Magneto in a prison made of plastic. Doesn't mean that it wasn't a, a prison. <laughs> like just cause I mean, there's like, plastic walls doesn't you know, mean that it's anything different. Like they, so tell me, so tell me, it's like, they're not in cages. And I'm like, so they're in plastic walls inside of a warehouse where they're not allowed to leave. And outside yeah. the warehouse, there are like big fences, uh, presumably monitored by guys with guns. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, I kind of do agree with you that I'm like, perhaps the thing to do is to defund uh, completely um, like the like ice you know what i mean and like dhs and all this kind of stuff and that is like the leftist position is that like you know uh, that if if anything maybe these kids coming across the border shouldn't be greeted first by like heavily outfitted white nationalists like grabbing them with nets you know what i mean like i don't know uh, um but you know the these 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 um, these uh, bureaus have not been dismantled, and there's no sort of no intention to dismantle them in any way. Um, and you know the framing is that this is a crisis at the border, and that we need to stop the flow of these people because we're overwhelmed and everything. And I don't know, like. Um, even even they're they're laying the groundwork in that framing and this and the biden administration is guilty of this you know it's not just the media that's doing this framing the biden administration is too and they're laying the ground they're saying with all this stuff the gop is right about the border trump was right about the border they're coming too too fast there's too many of them and we can't do anything about it it's like so what's going to happen in four years when the gop runs on and literally what Trump was saying and what we said is what they're saying. And the vice president is the one who has failed on it. And just to get back to Kamala yeah. briefly, I wanted to make one point about that is Go. that it feels very similar to when Trump put Pence in charge of COVID. It's like putting <laughs> your vice president in charge of a impossible problem and being like it's them entirely like that is such a f- over. I can't even believe it. I mean, especially because they took her off the COVID nineteen victory parade. That was <laughs> that, that that was that was what she was doing. Well, last I was like, week. I want to do that one. How about that? I'll yeah. think, I'll go to Vegas and tell everybody you're getting money, uh, and Kamala can go to the border and like look at it with uh, uh, binoculars. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's just it's like it's the the thing that I hate the most about it is like the the what what drives me up the wall the the most is like, look, we can agree and disagree on our morals and what we want to do, but have some level of intentionality of your mm-hmm. solutions. It's like, this is just, 
it was literally put together in, you know, like you could just see the Slack messages of 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 these like Biden staffers of like, well, we got to do this and then we got to do that and we got to do that. OK, print, send. And it's like, no, you didn't do anything like I also think, you know, the like, excuse that they've been going with. And I'm sorry to jump in there yeah. is that like there was a bad transition from the last administration. And I'm like, you know, you guys knew what was happening. You know what I mean? It's not like you're like coming into this, like with no information about what's happening at a certain point. Like it can't just be blaming Trump all the time who sucked. And we all agree with that. But now Biden's the one who's sucking, you know, Well, that also that is just kind of them that that's their speak and spell. Like you just pull the cord on the Biden administration. Good good news or bad news that it's just like, Ah, Trump really screwed it up. It's Trump like, was bad. It's like, hey, uh, 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 these vaccines are 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 coming out good. Yeah, well, Trump, Trump sucked. Did bad. So I mean, uh, honestly, I'll even say about the vaccine rollout and everything like that. Um, it's good that we're getting more vaccines. Um, I think that Trump would have managed to order the correct number of vaccines. You know what I mean? Like, I did think it was a little strange Biden giving a big speech saying, like, I have secured enough vaccines when everybody was just remember Trump did one of his statements, one of his like little statements. And he was like, just remember, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't have vaccines for like four years. And everybody correctly made fun of that. Yeah. And then Biden went on television and he was like, everybody, I've ordered enough vaccines. And everyone was like, thank you, sir. Thank you, to Mr. <laughs> Biden. I'm like, it's just he's not creating the vaccine. You know what I mean? Like, he's not even like putting he's like he just said, let's get enough for everybody. You know, like yeah. that's pretty easy to do. It's you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of, you know, that goes into getting the vaccine distributed and everything like that. But just to say, like, we've ordered enough for everybody. It's like, yeah, well, sure. They're starting to make enough at this point. OK, <laughs> I I genuinely think that. I, it's impossible to prove a negative, right? So you, you can't say that if Clinton or Biden were president, that the vaccines would have gotten approved as fast as as they did, because it does seem very much within the Trump character to be like pushing back against FDA regulators to, to, mm-hmm. to try and speed things up. But at the same time, you can't prove a negative that Trump wouldn't have screwed up the rollout because he was really, really disorganized. So it's like, yeah. like I, I have complaints again, like, I think that I'm like, you know, the rollout from Republicans was no plan. The rollout from Democrats has been this kind of weird tier based system, you know, which I um, here's 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 all I know (laughs) is that everybody that got Endgame tickets first and sneakers off the sneaker apps have all gotten vaccinated (laughs) at this point. Like that was that that, that uh, was the way the only real dividing line was like people over the age of 75 and uh, uh, people who NBA are NBA top to, shot guys, and, yeah, and NBA top shot enthusiasts who know how to game <laughs> online raffles. Yeah. Well, I mean, like honestly, you know, I of course agree that people who were old should have gotten it, and I think that medical professionals should have gotten it. Um, and I actually, of course, agree that people in underserved communities should have gotten it. Uh, um, but I do think it's the most Democrat thing ever to be like, we're getting it to people in underserved communities uh, by giving them access to a website. And then they have to also have access to a car to go wait in line in a car. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, I think that perhaps you should have sent out people to those communities and started giving vaccines instead of doing this weird 
And I know that this is a right wing term, but I'm like, I do think that the vaccine rollout has been a very bizarre virtue signaling from all of our uh, elected officials. And I frankly, you know, we're here in California. You're about to move away. But I'm like, I don't trust Gavin Newsom and Eric Garcetti to um, be able to, like, jump quick enough when there's enough supply of vaccine for everybody. You know what I mean? It's like this system. They're like very concerned about not getting like canceled because they gave it to the wrong people or something like that. And I think that this has led to this weird culture of vaccine shaming. And I, I don't know. I, yeah, it's all that, very weird. That's, all right. Something that I've, I've said before, I'll say again, run the distribution for the life saving serum a billion times in a simulation yeah. and the people will be pissed a billion times. Yes, There's no fair. way to correctly order this. Right. And we're also, we're also in a year into this, you know what I mean? And so it's like, people are just wanting it to be over no matter what and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so of course, yes, everybody was going to be pissed off no matter what. Um, but I do feel like I'm like, so the Republican plan was just to like be like free for all. And the Democrat plan was like, OK, we're going to send out access codes uh, to underserved communities so that they um, famously, famously tech literate underserved communities. Yeah, and also know? famously, you know, people who have access to cars and are able to drive like, you know, to a, 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 a distribution center where you have to sit in a car for two hours. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't know. I just I, it's one of these things where I'm like, yes, I agree that it, it that should go to the these communities first. I don't think you got it to them this way. Uh, I as as somebody who got vaccinated at a random FEMA pop up that had <laughs> no uh, uh, no qualifications on it in West Oakland, in a poor neighborhood yeah. <laughs> in West Oakland. And the entire line was a bunch of people that don't look like the regular neighborhood of, of West Oakland because they found out on Twitter, like, you know, right. all the, the hype beast network, uh, you know, <laughs> it got to them before it got to the residents. Like, uh, uh, look, that it, it, it is what it is. Uh, uh, you know, I, I felt like I lived close enough. That I was able to do it. And also it's like, look, it, it, it's, it, there's no way that anyone's going to be happy with, well, with my, how, my how wife, my wife and I did, you know, mutual aid, uh, with unhoused people. And we were able to get letters, uh, through that, you know, we're working on the front lines with unhoused people and handling food and blah, blah, blah. Um, and when we went with, for my wife, we went to Dodger stadium. First of all, we went on the website and there was an appointment available within 30 minutes and we went there and you have to drive through like 20 minutes of like a maze of traffic cones because no one is there. Yeah. And we got there and there was nobody there at this huge space. They were giving out the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and not checking anybody's recommendation letters, though my wife had a valid recommendation letter. And I think it's because these people at these vaccine sites want to vaccinate. That's people. it. You Just shots I mean? in arms. Everything, every people. And it's every, like, it's yeah, Newsom and Garcetti that are coming up with this weird Byzantine system of like you know i don't want to get in trouble so it has to be this way or whatever and again i am someone who does believe that these communities underserved communities if they want it should be given access to it you know what i mean and but i guess that is that is the point the point is don't make your policies because you're afraid of getting yelled at like right. if you, if you want to get it to them, then get it to them. Like right. then make that your business. Like like yeah. don't don't worry about oh because some influencer got a vaccine, I'm gonna get canceled on Twitter. Uh, all right, well one last thing, and then I'll get you out of here. Do you want to put your 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 money down? Is Gavin gonna get recalled or not? 
I, I'm through with predictions because I really, you know, bungled it on thinking that Joe would not be the president. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, I my gut would be no right now just because there is a lot of Democrats in California. Um, and right now there are only Republicans in there. But if 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 we get a good alternative, I think people are like ready to say you to Gavin Newsom. I mean, if only for the French laundry thing, which is still upsetting to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that. People don't feel happy about the way this was handled, whether they it's correct the way they feel that or not. You know what I mean? And yeah. so uh, it really depends on who gets in there. Um, I would love to vote to recall Gavin personally. <laughs> it, it was it was definitely a question for me on whether or not I was going to change my registration. It still is, to be honest, oh, on whether or not I can yeah. keep my registration just because I would. I'm 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 curious whether or not it would matter <laughs> that like the only vote that would matter in my entire time in California is 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 the recall vote for Gavin. I'm very <laughs> curious both Cuomo and Newsom and this is something I, I think said Cuomo last Cuomo goes nowhere. I think Cuomo goes oh, nowhere. Oh, no 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 no. no. Really I don't sad. I don't think that necessarily he's going to get impeached and he's certainly not going to resign. But I know that two things are true for different reasons. They both are going to have their deadbeat dad summer where it's like <laughs> They are going to do everything when dad screwed up. It's like now all of a sudden he's like now that's when you went to the arcade and you gave your. And they got weed in New York, like as of today. You know what I mean? Like they like like Cuomo's like, you want weed? Let's get weed. Everybody can grow weed. You can grow weed. You forget about all that. Right. We got weed now, (laughs) dude. I totally I totally like I, I, I think it is just. It's it both of them, you know, like uh, Gavin's going to be at Coachella. Like, you know, it's it's going to be <laughs> it's it, it's going to be so performative and hilarious for both of them to be like, no, you love us. Right. Right. <laughs> I agree with that. And, you know, I just hope we can get something good here in California. Maybe he'll legalize ketamine. You know, maybe we'll get legal <laughs> ketamine. I, I'm telling you what, if there was ever a time to start a viral <laughs> campaign on Twitter, it is right now. Legalize ketamine. Back. Maybe I'll come back and get ketamine legal Legalize in California. Legalize K in California. <laughs> Put the K back in California. Uh, Jack Allison, uh, of course, the host of Struggle Session and Jack AM. Uh, and then what? it's on the Jack AM Twitter that you post your your, yeah. your missives. Uh, missives I, get posted I, I, from I the letter. I occasionally post uh, uh, statements. Uh, similar to a current, uh, a certain former president. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And that will wrap it up for us today. No mailbag this week. So if you want to get your emails read on this show, you do so at theyoungamerican at gmail.com. We'll do an extra special mailbag next week uh, to make up for it. A reminder that you can say that you enjoyed uh, Jack Allison on this show by going to px3guest.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at px3tweets. You can find us on Twitch, px3live. Live streams coming back. When you listen to this on Friday, I'll actually be in Austin. So uh, uh, we will we will be back. We will be back sooner rather than later with our... With our, with our live streams. You can find our newsletter, px3newsletter.com. And of course, our podcast can be found at px3podcast.com. If you would like to make a one-time donation, you can do so at paypal.me slash payjury. 
on the Cash app, it is PX3Cash. And on Venmo, it is Justin-Young-20. Thank you to my Venmo buccaneers. Uh, oh, and also, by the way, no more uh, sending things to the P.O. Box. P.O. Box, uh, I'm not even going to say the address anymore because I don't want you guys to get confused. Uh, we will be reestablishing a new P.O. Box in Texas. All right. The way that you can support this show on an ongoing basis, though, is TakePoliticsSeriously.com. That is where you can find the Titanic $10 tier, including Headphones Neil, Dr. G, the other half of Whiskey Wednesday, Idris, the Government Unfiltered Podcast, 100 Mile Runner, Berkeley, Stephen, Kathy, Mac, Zombie Doc, D. Really, Methuselah, Honeythuckle. The Gen, Middle-Aged Mike, Cujo.com, Junkie, Calamity Zap, Gloria Young for King of the New World Order. Utah, Jimmy Montana, Appraisers Are Awesome, Snuffies Off Route 44, Charles, Archie, David, Olin, and Angela, D.L., Miranda, Janelle, Jenny, Robert, Casey, Paul, the most conscientious nonpartisan listeners, Brad, Richard, Just Another Pilot, Frozen Summers, Jay Pink, and Andrew. If you would like your name at the uh, end of the show, then you can head on over to TakePoliticsSeriously.com. You can find this perk at the $10 level. And that'll be it for us this week. Everything's back to normal next week. In fact, we, we, we may or may not even be out of a proto version of my brand new studio in Austin. It'll likely just be an empty room. Another empty room with a mic, but but uh, it'll it'll be the new home. We will make this place our home. Thank you guys. Till next time. This is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics. Still more, they discuss politics, but this this is the only show that dares talk about how. you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.